Welcome to Changeable. This is episode number 225, When a Breakdown is a New Beginning with Alex Manzi. You're tuned in to Changeable with Dr. Amy Johnson. Changeable podcast is all about breaking habits, ending anxiety, and the ironic way change really works. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hey there, welcome back to Changeable. My guest in today's episode is Alex Manzi. And Alex is a coach. He's a podcaster. He a, has a very popular podcast in the UK. Um, and he lives a life now that looks very different and really that kind of couldn't have been predicted, which is probably the case for well, many of us. But he has a very cool story about how a breakdown of sorts um, when he was quite young, uh, he's still quite young, but I, I want to say this was at maybe 18, 19 years old, um, really just kind of cracked things for him. And, and it's really fascinating to hear how things have just continued to unravel from there. So he talks about it in this episode when he kind of realized um, how much he had been living life in his head and really just how depressed he felt that he didn't even see that himself until it kind of just came out of his mouth. And I just love, you know, I think these experiences are super common. Probably everyone has had something like that in some way where life kind of pulls out of us what's going on and, and maybe it's even news to us. <laughs> and often what happens from there though is just this, this crazy path of unfolding and seeing new things. And, and, you know, sometimes I think we can probably look back at our lives like Alex can and see that pretty clearly with a little bit of distance and seeing it in hindsight. And other times I bet we can't, you know, I think, again, I think this has happened for all of us probably multiple times. And sometimes it's just so subtle. It's just, you know, we aren't aware of it. And other times we are, other times we can say, oh, it's when that happened that I saw that, you know, this could be different. And then it all just follows from there. So, I love how Alex talks about that in this conversation. And, you know, we talk about, um, we talk about spirituality and psychology and kind of going into both a little bit where that line is as if there's a line. Uh, we talk about why he likes to write his name in quotation marks. Um, we talk about all kinds of just fun and interesting things. So I hope you enjoy this conversation with Alex. And I will share in the show notes um, his Instagram and also his podcast, the link to his podcast. It's called In the Moment. Um, and it's really great. So enjoy this conversation with Alex. Hi, Alex. Thanks so much for coming on Changeable. Hey, Amy. Well, thank you for having me and inviting me on. It's a, it's a real honor. As an, as an avid listener of the podcast, it's an honor to be here as well. Oh, thank you. And I loved, um, I was on your podcast a, a while back and I loved that conversation. I love your show as well. Um, so maybe, yeah, just tell people who aren't as familiar with you, uh, how you got into coaching and podcasting and sort of how, how your life ended up taking this turn, <laughs> so whatever that means, to wherever you are right now. <laughs> yeah, okay. I'll, I'll give you the, the shortened, I could do the whole podcast just telling this story, but I'll give you the slightly shortened version. So um, when I was like 18 to 25, I was, I was quite unhappy and, uh, you know, I guess depressed in my life. I felt very unsatisfied and I didn't know it at the time. But I had a, a a breakdown moment in front of an ex of mine. She was my girlfriend at the time, but now she's an ex. And um, it was the first time that I really kind of 
admitted to myself, but also out loud to someone else that I wasn't happy because before that, it just felt like the norm. Like I'm just, this is just how my life is. That's how it felt. And, um, after that moment, it kind of set me off on a path of like, well, this is, if I'm not happy, I want to, I don't want to live my life like that. I want to make a change. And, um, I, I basically just went on this journey of self-discovery and uh, I went to like a few therapy sessions, which at the time didn't really resonate with me for whatever reason. So I started to look into like alternative, you know, stuff. I started to look into like reading spiritual books and, you know, self-development, self-help books, started listening to inspirational podcasts. I started, uh, doing a bunch of stuff that just felt like I was consuming like content that was, you know, good for me and resources that were good for me. And I started to make some changes to my life, like meditating daily. I was exercising more regularly. I, I cleaned up my diet for me and a lot of like junk food and fizzy drinks and stuff like that. And, um, over a period of time, it was like a probably, it was about a year, a year and a half where I was, I was in this like gray zone, I call it, where I was a bit like, this is very scary. I don't know what's going on. Like, I know where my life has been and I know where it kind of, I want it to get to, but the intermediate like timing was like, it was like being like a ship at sea and not really knowing where you're heading. Yeah. And, um, that was the time when I was doing all this stuff. And, and after about, yeah, like a year to 18 months, I started to notice that my, my perspective on life was shifting. I started to see like more positive things. I started to feel more positive. I started to be a bit more excited about the future rather than like, you know, dreading it and like being like consumed by the thoughts of like, Oh my God, I don't know what I'm doing with my life. It was a bit more like, Oh, I don't know what I'm doing with my life. This is cool. This is fun. I can, I can find something to do. Um, and once I was kind of experiencing this and, and one of the reasons that I started to recognize it was that a lot of people, you know, my friends and colleagues that I was working with at the time would say to me like, Oh wow, you're always so positive. You're always so calm. And you're always like the exact opposite of how I thought I was, you know, they kept reflecting it back to me that I, that's what I was like. So I started to notice it more. And I, and I decided at the time that I wanted to start a podcast because I was listening to, you know, these amazing podcasts that were so good for me at the time, but a lot of them were, you know, American podcasts, American guests, and, you know, I don't have anything against Americans. Um, but it's, you know, I'm, I'm from the UK, if you can't tell. And I wanted to hear voices that sounded similar to mine and stories that resonated closer to home for me. And I looked around and I couldn't really find a podcast that served what I was looking for because I was really into music and like the creative industries were the industries that I worked in. So I decided like, well, if no one's doing it, like, why don't I start one? Like, even if it's small, even if it's just got one listener, like, let me start it. And um, I did that in 2017, I think was when I launched the podcast. And um, I started to build up like a head of steam with like getting some sort of attention and people were sort of finding it online. And I was getting some really good guests in like the music industry and stuff, like DJs and artists and things like that. And um, around that time at work, I started to get more, I used to work at the BBC for Radio One Extra, which is like the urban music station, like the youth station essentially of the BBC. And um I, I was helping out a lot at work. I, I worked in social media, but I started to get more involved with like helping the interns and like taking them under my wing and like giving them advice and stuff. And, um, around that time I started to hear about this thing called coaching and I didn't have a clue what it was like life coaching. I'd never, I'd never heard of it. I'd never like considered it or anything like that. And I started to look into it and research it. And I reached out to an older uh, acquaintance who I did a job with um, many years before that, who was a coach and he was the only person I knew in the world who was a coach, like personally. 
And uh, he gave me some advice and he said, Hey, like if you're looking at coaching, go and check out this stuff from Steve Chandler. And if you're looking at, um, you know, like just life and psychology in general, like go and check out this guy called Sydney Banks and the free principles and just sort of set me off and gave me some recommendations of books to read. And, 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 my, and then my coaching journey really started from there. I started to, although I think I was probably coaching in some capacity before I decided that like coaching was the thing I wanted to do. But that's really where it kicked off from. And then in 2018, I just, I just started to, you know, reach out to people and offer them sessions and, and that's it. That's, that's how I kind of uh, fell into it in my own way through my own journey, you know? Yeah. I love that. I love that. I've heard the, a version of this several times and I, this one feels <laughs> totally different. <laughs> like you always just yeah. hear new things and new, new pieces come up. So, um, yeah. So one couple things that jump out, there's a lot in that, but just even, this initial, because this is something I'm interested in lately, um, this initial time when you admitted to yourself, you said, like, I'm not happy. I feel like there's something really huge, and I'm curious what you see in this, especially as a coach now too, and from and from just all the people you've talked with on your podcast. It feels like there, there's something really magical about kind of voicing something. Like mm. there's, there's this stuff that we sort of know, but we don't really know. And it's not like it's on us to find it and voice it, but it's almost more like there's a sense of something in there. And then through time and, you know, the intelligence of life kind of brings it forward in a way to where it looks like something that can come out of our mouth. And by voicing it and owning it and saying it, it's almost like all that energy that, that it was taking up, you know, being held in, it just gets released. So uh, that's a little vague, but I'm curious what you hear in that. Yeah, no, I do. I do agree with that to some extent. And I think, and I don't, I don't want to, this is probably going to sound a bit like, well, he's just, you know, he's a guy, of course, he's going to say this, but I think especially as, as a man, a young man, I think we're not the best at voicing how we feel and our emotions and stuff like that. So my experience of that and some of the guys that I've spoken to and worked with is like that moment is like a real moment of like, it's like opening like a jar that's been closed for so long. And then the air just goes, you know, it's like, it's that kind of thing. And, um, yeah, so I really agree. And I, and I think one of the things that, that I've always, well, I've reflected on since then is like how the awareness of what I was going through and how I was feeling from, from within myself, was almost curative of in itself because it was like I had that moment of like, and, and I'll give you more context to how it happened. I was I was with my girlfriend at the time and we were having a bit of a back and forth in her bedroom and she was sat on her make, makeup counter and I was sat on the edge of the bed and, and she, we were like going back and forth over some lover's tiff, you know. And um, at one point she just turned around and she was like, why aren't you saying anything? And she, she said it like two or three times and I was I was just looking back at her like, I don't, I didn't really get what she meant. I was like, what are you talking about? Like we've, we've been doing this for like however long. And something just clicked for me that I was, I was, she was talking at me and I was replying within my head, but not actually physically saying it out loud. But to me, it was almost like I was talking out loud. I can't, it's really hard to explain. And I noticed that that's what I was doing. And something in me just clicked on like how, how much of my life have I been doing this for? Like just having, not necessarily having conversations in my head, but like keeping things inside that I really wanted to let out. And that moment was like a release of that. It was like, you know, I just flopped back on the bed and I started crying in floods of tears and and her energy changed. You know, bless her. She was like, what's wrong? Are you okay? What's the matter? And in that moment, the, the only words that I could really 
get out of my mouth because I didn't know how to explain what was going on. You know, I can talk about it now in depth because I've, you know, reflected on it for so many, like 10 years almost. But the only words I could say was like, I just don't feel like myself. And she was like, what do you mean? What do you mean? And I could, it was the only words I could say, I don't feel like myself. I couldn't articulate it. I couldn't explain it any further than that. And, you know, like I said, that sort of kicked off the journey for me, but it was like a real moment of like, in a way, it was like a relief, a relief moment of like something, something was released, you know, be it energy, be it, you know, something just that I was holding on to in some way was released. And it was like, it's out there. And now that I'm aware that this is, like I said, it was the first time I'd admitted it for myself. So now that I'm aware of this, you know, that's curative in a way because I can now do something about it rather than like staying in that place. Yeah. Yeah. And even again, like you said, I love that about just like opening the jar and all the air kind of comes out. It's like even just saying it already, that process is in motion of all of this energy breaking up. Because if we are energetic, I mean, it's like there's this body that holds things and there's mm. a mind that I think holds things and repeats things. And, and, and it's kind of weird because we know that none of that is who we really are that at all. And yet I think, <laughs> yet, yet that's not, that doesn't mean dismiss it. That doesn't mean it doesn't need to be said. That doesn't mean there's not a level on which it is 100% true and real and needs to have something done with it, <laughs> even if that just means saying it, you know? So so how how does that look for you? Because you sign your emails with your name in quotes. Like you have, <laughs> you have this sense that you aren't really you, that there you aren't really Alex. There's a much, we can talk about that, but there's a much bigger sense that you're really tapped yeah. into of this oneness. Yet what we're saying also feels true. There was an Alex who didn't feel like himself and that needed to be said. So like, how do you, how do you hold both of those? It, you know what? It, it's so funny that you've asked that because I've been talking about this a lot in the last few few days, like to to clients and just generally with like friends and stuff. Because I've really been sitting with this idea of you know I've often heard people say that the separation in within life is the illusion. Like there there is no separation between me and you or anyone who's listening, and there's no separation between me and the tree and all of this stuff and. Whilst intellectually I've kind of got it, I've I've tried in, in more recently to try and understand like what does that actually mean further, and you know like you kind of alluded to is when you when you remove the labels of who you think you are, you start to see who you really are behind it, which is that oneness that people talk about, and what I've started to see recently is like they really look like two separate things. There really looks like there's an Alex, and then there's like a a oneness and it's like how how do i you know go between the two how do i how do i live life as both can i live life as both or is it i have to be alex or i have to be the one and, and all of this and it's that in itself is is it, it messes up your head you know i nearly swore that but it messes up your head you know it's very confusing and what i've noticed is like they're not actually two separate things it's actually one thing you know we are a spiritual entity you know, the oneness, whatever you want to call it, source or consciousness or awareness, whatever you want to call it, it doesn't, doesn't really matter. But it's the, the essence of it, having the experience as a human being. And because we're having the experience as a human being, I, as I am, as Alex, I am aware of the spiritual thing. And it's like, it's like two sides of, of one coin. You know, one side's the spiritual and the other side's the personal. And we can't really separate the two. 
much of a coin. If, if I said to you, Amy, here's this coin, I want you to try and get rid of one side of it. No matter how hard you try, it's always going to have two, two, two sides and, until there's no coin left. And it's the same with this. It's like, you know, I can try and convince you as much as I want that this is my left hand and this is my right hand. And I can, I can argue till I'm red in the face and you're bored of my argument. And it looks like they're, this is my left hand and this is my right hand, but actually they're part of my body. They're just two, they're part of the same thing. They're not actually separate as much as they look separate. They're not actually separate. And it's the same with, you know, what we're talking about here is like the spiritual side of us is as much us as the the self or the personal side of us. I am Alex as much as I am the oneness and I am the oneness as much as I am Alex. And the, you know, you, you, you said that I sign my emails off with my name in quotation marks. It's just a fun little reminder for me that like, I'm, I'm playing the role of Alex in this life. That, that's what I'm doing. I'm playing the role of Alex. And for me, that's just a fun reminder because, you know, in the spiritual side of things, there's, there's a unlimited, infinite source of possibility. And in the, the, you know, as Alex, there's a, there's a finite source of possibility. So when I remind myself that Alex is just a character that I'm playing, it reminds me that there's a lot more possibility out there for me and how I can and may want to experience life. And I think that really speaks about my journey, you know, my, my finite, um, experience of life, you know, nine, 10 years ago was very unhappy and very miserable and, you know, a completely different person. You probably wouldn't even recognize me physically, like with, with how I was back then, let alone like where I was at mentally and stuff. And having over time seen that possibility that it's possible to change that experience is me like letting go in some way of that you know, identity of self whilst also creating, I guess, a new identity of self, but knowing that that identity of self isn't fixed. Yeah. So I hope that kind of sums it up in a... Yeah. <laughs> no, I love that. I love that. It really does. Um, and it's interesting. It's almost like being in this place to kind of see how it's all, it's all of it. It's, you know, it's a little paradoxical. Our mind wants to pick and choose. Is it this? Is it that? Is it heads? Is it tails? It's like, no, it's, it's all of it. I just, I see that with a lot of people and, and, and with myself too, where, um, it's like our mind kind of has to make one, the, the good and one, the bad one's the enemy, one's the savior, like, you know, and, and we'll go to our mind will take us to extremes before it kind of settles in, in a middle. So even when it comes to, um, you know, something like meditating, like, like many people myself and many people I work with. Uh, come from a tradition of like a lot of self-help where there was a lot of work to do. You had to meditate. That's how you were going to get better is you have to have a very committed practice, right? Mm. You need to question your thoughts. You need to do these things. And of course, of course, like anything that starts to become super overwhelming. And then they, they heard something about this bigger understanding of the principles or whatever it was called for them. And they're like, woohoo, thank God I'm done with all of that crap. Never doing a practice as long as I live. And, and they have all kinds of people saying, awesome, you don't have to, because it's not in the practice. But then at some point it's like, well, wait a minute. <laughs> I want to go back and be Alex in the finite world a little bit. Maybe I want to practice. Maybe, you know, and that's beautiful because it's like we have to go through that. When we come back in the middle, it's like we're coming back in a totally different way where you, just like you said, you know, where we get to kind of play in it without being limited and, and stuck in, in this finite world. 
Yeah, yeah. And it's like, um, I guess it's like seeing that, you know, we're nothing but we're everything all in one, you know, and we, we, we can, we can choose whichever side of that we want. We can choose anywhere in the middle. We can, and in any moment we can choose, you know what I mean? There's so much like uh, freedom within that. And I think where I've, I've struggled a lot in the, in the last like year and a half, two years is, is like, you know, leaning more to, to the spiritual where then it's like, well, if I'm, if I'm, if I'm part of the oneness and, you know, this, none of this matters in a good way because it's all part of the one and then does what I want and the things that I want to achieve, like what, what role do they play in this? Like, because they don't, what we're saying is they don't really matter because we're part of the one, we're part of the whole and it's, everything's taken care of. But then there's a flip side of like, well, there are things that I want to create. Like I want, I wanted to be a coach. I want to have a podcast, you know, I want to live in this nice apartment with my friend. I want to have a nice girlfriend. I want to go on nice trips and travel and see parts of the world I've never seen. I want that stuff out of choice. But I think the difference now for me is like, I'm not, I'm not wanting those things out of choice, thinking that I'm going to get some kind of different feeling from them. Yeah. Because the feeling that I, I think that I'm going to get through, through having those things and those experiences I can access right now because the feeling is created through me and the thinking that I'm having about those things, you know? And it's really interesting because I was on holiday. Um, uh, I came back on the weekend, you know, as, as we're recording this and while I was away, <laughs> cause I'm, I moved into my new apartment, like four days before I went on holiday. So it was like loads of stuff needed to get done, moving, sorting my stuff out. And I had like furniture to put together and all of this sort of stuff, you know, to sort out internet connections and, you know, a bunch of admin, life admin stuff. Yeah. And there was a plumbing problem and like loads of stuff. And (laughs) I went on holiday and it was like, suddenly all of the stress and all the worry that I had of that stuff disappeared. And it, it looked like because I'm on holiday, I'm now less stressed because I'm in a different place or a different country, I'm now less stressed. But actually what happened was I allowed myself to not buy into the thinking of those things so much whilst I was on holiday. And therefore I didn't feel as much stress because when I came back, like those things were still waiting for me and the thinking was still there, but I just bought into it a lot more. And I was like, Oh, I've got to do this. And I've got this thing to do. And Oh, I've got to prepare for you know this thing, and I've got to set up my room and with my podcast equipment and like, like all of this stuff. And it's only because the thinking looked more uh, like it needed more attention in those moments because I was still having the same thinking while I was on holiday. It's just like I didn't need to do anything about it, and therefore I felt you know more at peace. Whereas when I when I was here and I got back, I caught myself like, wow, I'm getting really caught up in this thinking again. Let me just slow down for a second, like. I don't need to do anything about this thinking and the stuff that I need to get done. I can get done in the time that I need to get it done. It's fine. And normally I do, you know, and that's been a very interesting experience as well in the last like, you know, week to 10 days at least. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny how much a mind will argue for just the reality of those things because there were real life logistics at play. And yet, just like you're saying that that has nothing to do with it. <laughs> really, mm. really like what's actually ha- like the fact that you actually needed to set some things up or wanted to set some things up and all the issues that has nothing to do with anything that a mind will just use that and carry it around and show us, no, see, this is real. You just moved. You need to figure these things out. And 
It's so funny. There's something too about what we were saying about how you can, how none of it matters ultimately, and you you know that, and you want holidays and fun work and nice girlfriends and all of that kind of stuff. Um, I think people can hear sometimes in this that, oh, since it's all meaningless in the big picture and none of it is me and all of that, I shouldn't want those things or, or that it's not spiritual to care about mm. stuff or whatever. And I just think that's so interesting and understandable, right, along the path. But, but cool to see the other side of that because to me, and tell me what you hear in this, but like, or what you see about it, but it's like, if we are having this experience of separation, there's a reason for that. And I think part of the reason is that we get to experience separation. We get to experience the finite. We get to experience mm. this stuff. So it makes absolute perfect sense that even as kind of people that have seen something about the bigger picture, we still feel like a self that has a lot of wants. And like you mm. said, they don't, they don't feel like needs and we're not dependent on them in the same way. But how amazing, like, like I think this is how we create. It's almost like if we just swam around in oneness all the time, not that there'd be anything wrong with that, but, but this life of separation and desire and all of that, look at what that seems to open up for us. So how can that be wrong? Yeah. And do you know what? I wrote something down the other day. I'm going to just draw, pull for my notepad quickly. I was on the phone to, to one of my clients and, and, and this came to me and it was like, thought is the source of all the suffering and it's also the source of all the freedom. Yeah. And that, that, to me, that sums it up beautifully. It's like, you know, we are the finite and we are the infinite all in one. And the thinking that we're having about either one of those or anywhere in between is what's creating the experience. And it's like, you know, I see that the, the, the thought is kind of like, uh, the road that our experience drives on, you know, mm. you know, and the roads look different. The, the thoughts look different and the experience looks different. You know, you drive down a, a motorway, the experience looks very different. You drive down a, a small country lane with loads of nature around you, the experience looks very different. And it's it's kind of the same with our thoughts. You know, the the thought is kind of like the road and the experience is 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 what's riding on the road in a way. And I've really seen that, you know, in anything you can you can there is a role that we can play of you know, choice in some way, you know, for want of a better word, if I'm honest, but we can choose, do, do we want, do we want the suffering or do we want the, the freedom? And what I really began to enjoy is like, we can, we can be more on the spiritual side of stuff and be like, yeah, like everything's cool and everything's taken care of and, and it's nice and da, 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 but it doesn't mean that we still don't want to have other things. It's, I, I guess like for me, what it, what's changed is like, where I'm coming at, the place that I'm coming from, rather, of of why I want those things. You know, do I want a nice girlfriend because I think it's going to make me feel more complete, or do I want a nice girlfriend because I want to share my experience with someone? Yeah. You know, because I, I'm 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 good as I am, and I can choose whether I'd like to have a girlfriend or not. And and thankfully, my girlfriend's wonderful, <laughs> and we have loads of great times together. And it's the same with other stuff, you know, material stuff. It's like, yeah, I, I like to have things. I, I'm not particularly like, oh, I need to have the nice car to prove that I'm, you know, making good money or, you know, succeeding in life or whatever. But, and I don't particularly even have a, I don't even have a car right now. So I don't know why I use that as an example, but like, 
you know, it's, it's the place that I'm coming from has changed. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not wanting things thinking that they're going to make my experience of life better because if we're going to, if we really boil it down to, you know, the essence of what we're talking about, life doesn't get better than this moment that we're living right now. It doesn't because there's nothing else that exists outside of it. So it can't be better than this because this is, this is all that there is and it's all that we ever have. So the idea of better or something different or wanting something more is just taking us away from what is accessible to us in the present moment, which is everything. Yeah. And so that really speaks to, I think, why we misunderstand like, oh, why would I go for things? Why would I want to save money for my next holiday? If this is as good as it gets right now here, why would that even make sense? But it's like, if that's what arises for you, and as to your point, like you're saying, not from a place of I need this to be okay, but if there's an actual desire for that that arises within us, well, then that's what's showing up here right now. And and why would we not honor that? Mm. That makes sense? Mm. It does. It does. It does. How, how do you see it? Like from, from your perspective, like what this, this idea of like having everything we already, we need, but then wanting things. Yeah. I think just, just kind of like you've been saying, it's all, it's all just this. And whatever this is in this moment, whatever is showing up for us is absolutely perfect and it can't be any other way. And I don't think it'd be showing up if if there was something wrong with it or if it were, you know, so it just seems like if there's anything that arises that pulls us toward it or lights us up or whatever, I mean, I'm not saying it's there for some bigger reason, like there's some some purpose behind it, but it is it is our experience in that moment. So why would we fight it? So like Mm. this question, like you mentioned about, you know, we can kind of choose the road we're on and all of that, you know, to me, that's not even a question of whether we have choice or not. We for sure as, as seemingly separate, you know, as people who feel like separate (laughs) individuals, we feel like we have a choice. So it kind of doesn't matter if in the big picture, we don't, I think in the big picture, (laughs) we don't because where did, where did all that come from? We didn't put it there. So in the big, big picture, let's just say, there's maybe no separate me that has a sense of choice, but that doesn't matter at all because also in this experience, there is a separate me who feels like she has a choice. Mm. And so why would I not play in that? that mm. That's a great way to put it. You know, why wouldn't I play in it? And I, I had a conversation yesterday with a friend of mine and he was talking about it in, in the sense of like, you know, he was calling it like the game of life. You know, that yeah. if we just see it as a game, you know, we, we you know, and it, you know, probably heard this hundreds of times in our lifetimes, but we, we come into this world of nothing and we leave with nothing. Yeah. So everything that happens in the middle is a kind of game because we're not going to lose anything when we leave and we're not going to gain anything when we leave anyway. <laughs> we know we're just going to become part of the whole again. And it's like completely, and it's like, then the rest of it is, is it's really, you know, I understand that, you know, it doesn't seem exciting or like a game to a lot of people because I was in that place for a long time and I still sometimes don't see it like that. You know, I'm not walking around like playing a fun game all the time, but when I start to see that there is a a choice in how I want to approach things in this way, like I can start to see things as a game. You know, I was reflecting yesterday on like talking to my friend about it and I was reflecting on like everything this time last year, if we were having this conversation and you you said to me, Alex, what do you want in the next 12 months? Everything that I wanted in that 12 months, I now have 
you know? And yeah, it's great. I wanted it. I created it and it's amazing. Does it make me feel any better than I felt a year ago? No, momentarily, yes. But on the whole, no, because it can't. And seeing that and understanding that and, and even me reflecting on that yesterday, I was like, hey, it really is a game because I can go and create and I've, I've proven that throughout my life. I can go and create amazing things, you know, and ultimately it, it both matters and doesn't matter. It matters to me as the person, but it doesn't matter to the whole, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's so, it's so fascinating. Um, my, I have this real experience of kind of coming in and out of like, to me, this is sort of like the dream. I mean, that's just a one way, but like the game, the dream, right? So it's like, sometimes it's so funny how we can be so in the game that we really do kind of just lose sight of the bigger picture. And and that's fine. You know, sometimes it, that, and then it just depends on how the game is going. If you're getting your way to be lost in the game and you feel like you're getting what you want and you're creating things, that's amazing. To be lost in the game and feel like things are not going your way, well, that's torture. <laughs> and, yeah. you know, and that, and that happens. But then also there's like this bigger sense of like, like we're saying, oh yeah, it's a game, you know? And, mm. um, I don't know, like I've just been interested in some different things lately and like doing all kinds of research, listening to books on topics I don't typically listen to and all of that. And it's, and it, and it's so funny to feel myself getting like really kind of caught up in that, not in a bad way, but just really in it. Like, Oh, this is so cool. And it's so important. And then also be like, Oh yeah. Like we come with nothing and end with nothing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and there's just something about that flip back and forth that I think for anyone listening to this, we've probably experienced that and that's amazing. Yeah. And I think, I think we always will. And it's like, I heard it, I heard it put in a, in a really great way once, which I'm probably going to absolutely butcher right now, but I'll, I'll give it my best shot. Um, it was like saying, you know, imagine if you, like you, Amy, you, you went to sleep on, on that couch behind you. Right. And while you're sleeping, you dream of being, you know, somewhere else, let's say, um, LA, right. You're dreaming about being in LA and in the dream, Amy is walking around LA. She's having a good time. She's meeting up with people. She's doing her, just going about her day. And for whatever reason, you know, Amy in LA in the dream gets into an argument with someone and that person, you know, shoves you to the ground. Now, Amy in the dream is going to really feel that experience of like, oh my God, I can't believe that person just did that to me. How rude or or whatever, right? You might have hurt your elbow or your knee or something as you, as you fall to the ground. Now, Amy in the dream in LA, that experience feels very real. But Amy, who's asleep on on the couch in her house, is unaffected by what's happened in the dream. Yeah. Now it's one in the same person experiencing one in the same thing as two from two different places. One, you know, if we're going to look at it in the realm of what we're talking about, is the personal experience in the dream. And the other one is the spiritual experience of being unaffected by what's happened in the dream. Now, if we wake Amy up and we shake her and we wake her up on the couch and we now go a level above that, the personal experience we're having on a day-to-day, um, in a day-to-day life is the dream in, you know, inverted commas. And the spiritual experience is that kind of bigger level above us that is unaffected by what happens in the day-to-day. And we're both. We're, there's like a direct line connecting us to it. We are we are that as much as we are this, and and that's where it's like you, you know, going back to what we were saying earlier, you can't separate the two. Amy Amy can't be dreaming about being in where did we say L.A. 
without Amy being asleep on the couch in our house. It's one, it's one in the same. You can't, you can't, you can't have those two separate things happen, not separate, those two things happening without, you know, you need both. You need Amy in the dream and Amy on the couch sleeping. And it's the same here. We, we need the spiritual experience to experience the human experience. And we need the human experience to experience the spiritual experience on some level. And it's, it's an, it's a, it's an amazing dance between the two throughout our whole lives. Yeah. I love that. So, so when you work with people, so I know you have a course coming up where you're helping people with their business and you coach people around various things. What do you see in terms of what we're talking about? Like someone comes and let's say they want to grow their coaching practice or they want to do something. Is, is that dance kind of where you see their leverage being like their ability to kind of see things at these different levels and that allows them to fully kind of go for what they want and, and this level or like, yeah, what, what do you kind of see around helping people create stuff? I, I, I think it's, and, and I'll speak from a personal experience as well in my own journey. It's like, I think you have to, you have to, uh, in some way clear out what's already there. Like I used to have a beautiful example. It, you, you know, when we recorded the podcast for my episode, I was in a different place. It was a loft room and I had a nice little setup there. And uh, I'll use that as the example because that room used to be full of junk. It was literally full of boxes, old clothes, old shoes, old stuff. And um, me and my mum went up there and we decided like, let's turn this into an office space and a little chill out area that I can use in the house because I was just using my bedroom and it wasn't very convenient at the time. But in order for us to create that space into something new, we had to clear out what was already there. We had to go into the boxes in the loft, look in them, see what was there, decide if we want to keep them or throw them out and one by one do that until we cleared the room so that we could look at it, you know, redecorate it, give it a fresh lick of paint, clean it up, and then bring in the new elements that we wanted, like a desk, like a new sofa, TV, you know, rearrange the room how I wanted it to look and feel, add some nice lights so my my filming looked cool and all that sort of stuff, podcast gear. But without clearing out what, what was already there, we could have still probably done something to the room, but we wouldn't have been able to do as much. And that, that to me is a really good analogy of like the way in which I work. It's like, let's get into your mental loft. Let's clear out some of the beliefs and the stories that are there or not, not necessarily clear them out. Let's, let's look at the truth in them. Let's see how true they are. And when we see that there's certain ones that aren't true, which more often than not is the case for most of them, because we are nothing, right? So we can't have these stories and beliefs. Then from that fresh space, now we have the capacity and the room to create something new. So be that a business or be, you know, the, the, like a relationship or having more confidence or, you know, whatever it is that, you know, people who come to me and want to do some work. And that's kind of the work, you know, it's, and it, you know, you'll know this as much as, as anyone. It's really hard to describe the work, but, you know, to put it in a nice, little analogy that's how i would describe it it's like clearing out and seeing through some of the the beliefs and the stories that we hold on to that we believe to be true seeing through them and then with that fresh space that we now have mentally we can create a different story or we can create a different experience from that place of i'm already complete yeah and these are the things that i would like to add to that you know it's like and it's 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 
sounds simple, <laughs> but that's that's kind of how it how how it is. And 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 what I've seen is amazing results. Like I've had people who have come to me, and you know, one of my clients where we're about seven months into our work, and her life is completely transformed. You know, her her relationship with her mom is as best as it's ever been, and she had a very tough relationship with her mom growing up. She's in a beautiful relationship with with a man who looks like it's going to be the the man that she spends the rest of her life with, and she was really struggling in dating before that. You know, I've had other people that have come to me as a coach and we've helped their business grow. And, you know, the results really speak for themselves and, and the work is the work. And then the results, you know, just show us, you know, what's actually happening and, and what's changing. I mean, it's so cool that um, our work is really about that subtractive process, mm. cleaning out the loft. And then, yeah, some new stuff shows up. But it's almost the way I think of it sometimes is like that new stuff's already there. It's just been covered up by all the junk in the loft. So even yeah. like in your place, you know, it's like the this nice, beautiful, open space to create that was there already. So so not that we don't do things, you know, we can we have, can have fresh ideas and move toward them and all of that. But I love what you're saying, how it's like, 99.9% of it is the clearing out. And then in that open space, we kind of see how easy and natural it is to have whatever, whatever lights us up. Yeah. And that's it. And that's it. And it's like, until, until we, until we, in my experience, anyway, do the clearing out process, you know, to, my clearing out in my life was like that moment of realizing, oh, I'm not that happy and things need to change. And then I had to like, see through some of the beliefs that I had to then make the, the, the drastic change in my life. And, you know, compared to where I was in my life nine years ago, maybe on paper, it wouldn't look too different apart from, you know, doing a different career and, you know, having a podcast and stuff like that. But internally, my, my experience of it is entirely different, complete 180. Yeah. That's great. Awesome. Thank you so much for this conversation, Alex. I love it. No, thank you. It's, like I said, it's a, a as a as a big fan of the podcast. It really is a, an honor to to share the space and to be invited on. And I'll be listening back to this one for sure. Good, <laughs> yeah. Comes out. I think a lot of people will. <laughs> awesome. Thank you. Do you want a life changing experience for yourself as you learn to support others as a change coach? In the Change Coach Training Program, you'll spend six months immersing deeply in this paradigm with me and an incredible group of people that quickly become like family. You'll get to observe and debrief a ton of coaching before doing a ton of coaching yourself with support and feedback the whole way through. You'll leave the program feeling confident and ready to work with others and with the option of becoming a certified change coach. This program is unlike any other in terms of the personal feedback, guidance, and support you receive. Check out all the details at dramiejohnson.com slash coach training. And if you're unsure about the live training course, you can always begin with the change coach self-study course. Everything you pay toward the self-study will apply toward the live certification course if you choose to do that. You can see more about the self-study at dramyjohnson.com slash CC self-study. And if you missed the webinar I hosted last week about the Change Coach Training Program, you can check out the replay now at dramyjohnson.com slash changecoachwebinar2023. The webinar featured a panel of certified change coaches sharing their experiences and me sharing all the details about the training. All of these links are in the show notes.